beautiful lady. Do you ever feel like the cry of your heart to God is just, why? Why am I like this? Why is this always happening to me? Why can't I stop this? Why can't I control this? Why can't I control my own self, my thoughts, my emotions, my behaviors? Why, God? Today, we are going to talk about all of the reasons why. Welcome to the Stress Release for Christian Women podcast. My name is Laura, and I am a mental health practitioner, a Christian woman, and a survivor of mental health dysfunctions and disorders on all ends of the stress spectrum. In this podcast, we are going to be talking about stress and mental health from God's perspective, what mental health resources help to turn it all off, and how you can find peace in your mind and body no matter what storm is raging around you. We are going to be talking about some heavier topics that are not suitable for kids. So if you've got kiddos with you, grab some headphones or save this podcast for later and know that this information is simply here for educational purposes only, not to replace any advice from a trained mental or physical health care professional. If you do need resources for that, you can check out my website, which is linked in the show notes below. So settle in, take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, and let's learn, grow, and find peace in your mind and body together. Hey, beautiful lady. Welcome back to the Stress Release for Christian Women podcast, and welcome back to the What is Stress Really series. This is our last episode in this series, and today I'm going to recap what the previous nine episodes really talked about, which as I said in the intro, is why. God, why am I so broken? Why am I so stressed, anxious, panicked, triggered all of the time? Why can't I turn this off? Why can't I get rid of this? Why can't I be better? When we are struggling with mental health, it wrecks everything in our worlds because the brain and the mind are doing the work at running the show, telling the body what to do, and also perceiving and therefore understanding the world around us. And when they are struggling and there are glitches and hangups, known as stress and all the things that fall under that umbrella category. We're just not okay. We can't function. We can't understand things properly. Maybe you're lost in trauma, PTSD, anxiety, overwhelm, stress, panic. Whatever it is, this series answers the question, why God why? And today I just want to recap that for you. So if you're listening to this at the tail end of listening to the other nine episodes, this is really just to remind you of what you've learned 
and kind of give you pointers of where to go back if there's any area that you want to revisit. And if this is the first or maybe one of the middle episodes that you're listening to, this is a great way to understand what this series is really about, to really get the overview of all nine episodes that detail what's happening inside of you when you're stressed and why. You know, what is stress really beyond just a five-letter word that describes so many different struggles we carry as women? So today, I just want to recap that all for you so that you can understand why and be pointed in the right direction for further information on these different topics. In the show notes below are links to all of the other nine episodes in this series. You'll find that under every episode of this series. You are also going to find a link to the blog page on my website that has all the science posts. And you can find the individual episodes you're looking for there if you want to read and look at graphics instead of just listen. And on the show notes of each individual podcast episode, the blog associated with it is linked there as well. So we started this journey of understanding what stress is with learning what the stress spectrum is. The stress spectrum is breaking up stress into four stages. And that is what mental health for years used to understand stress from all levels of no stress all the way to high stress, which is what we call trauma triggers, PTSD, anxiety, or panic attacks, all the severe forms of stress. And so there was an intro episode, part one, detailing what these four stages are. Then our second episode in this series, part two, is called Good Stress. And this started to talk about the first two stages of the stress spectrum more in depth. We start with no stress. Technically, we call this rest and digest. This is where you feel peace in your mind and body. This is where you're calm. You're napping, you're sleeping, you're lounging. This could be the state where you're on the couch, you're at the coffee shop with your girlfriends, but you are sunk into that cushy couch and no one's getting up for two hours. Um, This could be a deep, deep restorative sleep. This is the state where you're not only physically at rest, but you are restoring. The body does a lot of restoration in this stage, a lot of kind of daily cleaning things up so that you don't get sick. It's also the stage of digestion. You actually do not digest your food in any other state, even if it's good. You only digest your food fully from your mouth down to your rectum when you're in the state of rest and digest. This is a really good state to be in with deep restorative sleep and moments throughout your day of rest. And as we look at scripture, one of the 10 commandments is to Sabbath, to rest. And this is why God designed you to have restoration mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually when you rest. And so the state of no stress called rest and digest is key for that. 
And we start here on the stress spectrum so that we have a benchmark of where we know that we want to come back to. And as a mental health practitioner, it's my job to help you get back there. Now, also included in good stress is the second stage known as low stress. The mental health world didn't have a name for this, so I called it movement and exercise. This is where you're up. You're active. I mean, you could be standing up at the stove or the fridge, or you could be going for a jog, chasing your kids around, doing something where you're moving your body. This is a good form of stress. Stress is actually just the reaction to the world around you. And so there are good versions of stress. You can react healthily to the positive things in your life, like I want to drink a water. I'm going to get up off the couch and I'm going to go to the sink and I'm going to get a drink of water. That's good stress. It's good motivation. It's good energy to get you up to the sink to get the water or to go to church, throw your arms in the air and praise Jesus or whatever he's calling you to do in this world. Movement and exercise is this state where your body is physically moving and you're active from just a little bit of activity standing to jogging or running a marathon, whatever your favorite extreme sport is. Low stress is good stress. And God designed you to live and thrive in the good stress. You were never meant to go anywhere higher on this spectrum unless you're in danger. And that happens. Danger happens all the time. So we will dip into some of the higher forms of stress known as survival mode, but we're supposed to just go into them to survive and then come out of them back into these states of good stress so that you can live and thrive the way God designed you to. The third stage of stress is the beginning of survival mode. It's called moderate stress. Again, there was no technical name for this, so I called it hypervigilance. Moderate stress is when you are starting to be on edge. Your brain has detected that something is dangerous in your world, either physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually, or a collection of many of those, and it is reacting according to to that danger. This could be actual danger in any of those four categories, or this could be the glitch in your brain known as mental health issues, anxiety, depression, insomnia, trauma. There's a whole bunch of them. And we'll get into that later. But moderate stress, this hypervigilant stage is the, the reaction of your brain to either real danger or perceived danger, which is usually not actually there. So it's irrational and it's turning you into a little bit of this bad stress state where you're on edge, you're on guard. You might be kind of frozen, kind of, what did I hear? I heard a noise. Or you might just be really anxious and kind of rattling around and you feel like you're kind of jittery and shaking, and but it's not a good kind. This isn't a fun caffeine buzz. This is a scary, scary jitters going on inside of you. 
if your brain has detected that you are not safe, it will move you up into the high stress state, which is the fourth stage on the stress spectrum. Moderate stress is that beginning stage of something happened. What is that? I need to suss it out and see. We don't need to go into full-blown high stress mode if we're fine, but what if something's there? We just need to be hypervigilant to make sure. If it detects full-on danger, again, whether actual or perceived, it will move you into the high stress state known as fight, flight, or freeze. That is the bad stress. Talking about those two types of stress is one episode. It's part three in this series. And then I specifically created another episode just on fight, flight, freeze, and that's part four. Fight or flight are very well known. Freeze is not as well known. Fight or flight are the typical reactions, the survival instinct that you go into to either fight or get away from danger. So let's say a dog's coming at you pretty viciously. Your brain is going to, in that moment, say, can I fight this or can I get away? And if it can't do either, it's going to freeze. But these stages are here to turbocharge your body into a state of survival that is unreal. If you've ever seen the news headlines where it's like a grandma lifted a car off a baby, just wild things where you're like, humans don't have that kind of energy. They don't have the capacity physically to do that. And that's where God designed this stage so specifically so that when in danger, you could save your own life. He designed you to have the ability to turn off the non-essential functions, turn on only the essential functions, and redirect all energy, all oxygen, all blood flow to the essential functions to turbocharge your physical body into this Hulk-like mode or this beast-like mode so that you can fight or run and stay alive. We see this in wild animals when a gazelle outruns a cheetah. Fastest animal on earth. A gazelle does not outrun a cheetah, but it can go into fight, flight, or freeze, in this case flight, and it can turbocharge and take off and outrun a cheetah. And this is the same thing inside of you. You have the same makeup when it comes to your survival instincts as all mammals. So God designed you with this to be able to survive danger from wild animals, danger from other humans, danger from natural disasters. There's all kinds of things coming at us from the devil, and he gave you these modes to save your life. And when you're in danger, they're phenomenal. When it's actual danger, they're so good. It's when it's perceived, it's irrational, and that's what we call mental health dysfunction. And it is so taxing and challenging and painful and heartbreaking. And I know that not only from being in the mental health world professionally, but I am living it right alongside of you as a woman 
who's been abused and has PTSD because of that. So the first four episodes of this What is Stress Really series are all about what stress is. Four stages of the stress spectrum. The first two being good stress, rest and digest, which is no stress, movement and exercise, which is low stress, and then two stages of bad stress, hypervigilance, which is that moderate stress, and fight, flight, or freeze, which is high stress. And again, those last two, i.e. the bad stress, are only there for you to momentarily fight, flight, or freeze to survive the danger. And then you're supposed to come back into this state of no stress and rest and recuperate because your body just ran an ultra triathlon, Ironman, whatever, and you need to recoup all that energy and restore. The next two episodes begin to talk about how God created you. And this starts to get into the why you're stressed. The first four episodes talk about what your stress is. But the next two episodes, actually the next three episodes, talk about why. We talk a little bit about anatomy, but it is kindergarten level. So if anatomy scares you, we're bringing this to kindergarten level. And this is where the blogs can be really helpful with some of the graphics. Part five is an episode on your brain. We talk about how God designed your brain with three parts. One of them, your thinking brain, the part that only humans have that gives us conscious awareness of our own humanity and of God. Then there is the limbic system, which is the mammalian brain. It's a little part in the middle of your brain that is responsible for emotions, memories, and trauma. And that is shared with all mammals. All mammals have that part of your brain, which is why you fight, flight, freeze, no different than a gazelle or your dog or cat. And then there's this base part of your brain called the reptilian brain, if you will, or the survival brain. And this is really where that on-off switch of, am I safe? Am I in no stress? Or am I in danger and I'm in high stress? It's where that comes from. Every creature that has breath, every animal, every human has the reptilian brain, if you will. They have this survival brain for instincts to keep us alive on earth and protect ourselves from the danger Satan throws our way. In that episode, I talk about the difference between these three parts of the brain when you're calm, i.e. those good stress states. And when you're stressed, those bad stress states. And I talk about how your neocortex, which is the human brain, if you will, the part that gives you conscious thought, turns offline when you're stressed. God has a very specific reason for this, and it's that you don't need to think about how to survive. You just need to do it. And I like to say he knew I would overthink it. And so it's actually a gift. If you have to think about how to run, you're going to trip. You just need to run, you know? And so when you're in these high stress states and you're in danger, 
part of the non-essential functions that shut offline are your conscious thought, your logic and your rational thinking out the window. You are living out of your emotional brain and your survival brain in those moments, which is incredible when you're in danger. It wreaks havoc on your life when you are not in danger and it's an irrational response because of anxiety or trauma or whatever you're struggling with. After the episode on the brain, I walk you through your nervous system, which is the part of the body that most people don't know a lot about, but it is a huge part of your body responsible for stress. So much so I broke it up into two episodes just to go a little deeper and really give you some understanding of why it's applicable for you. I talk about how there's multiple parts of your nervous system, but the part responsible for your stress has two parts, really. Sympathetic, which is where all the activity comes from, like movement and exercise or fight or flight. And then there's the parasympathetic side, which is the restful, inactive side. And that's where rest and digest comes from. It's also where hypervigilance and freeze comes from. I go deeper into looking at the states of rest and digest versus fight or flight in your body because your nervous system, in terms of these two parts of your nervous system responsible for stress, sympathetic and parasympathetic, They connect your brain to the rest of your body. Connects your brain signal of danger, mayday, or safety, rest, to the organs and bodily systems that need to either shut down because they're non-essential or ramp up into high gear because they are essential for survival or for resting. So we look at some anatomy of your body, of what organs and bodily systems are essential for survival mode and what organs and bodily systems are not. This gets into a tricky conversation, not only on mental health, but on physical health. Your digestion, your immune function, and your reproductive system all shut down and go offline completely when you're in the high stress state of fight, flight, freeze. They truly turn off and are not working at all. Again, when you are in danger, you don't need any of those. You need your lungs, you need your heart, you need your eyes, and you need your limbs mostly. But when you're not in danger, and you're stuck in mental health things like anxiety and trauma and insomnia and depression and whatever you're struggling with, and you're in this state of fight, flight, freeze, your essential functions for daily health and survival, for thriving life, are offline. And I mentioned briefly in there how there is a link between those who have trauma And how they almost always have autoimmune disease because their immune function and their digestion is offline so much of the time. 
If you've ever struggled with infertility, stress can play a part in it because your reproductive function is offline when you're in fight, flight, freeze. I'm not a medical professional and I don't go much deeper than that. But when we look at the connection between the brain and the body, your stress lives in your body because it's your body shifting its state from the state of rest to this turbocharged state of fighting or running. And sometimes you will freeze after, but you'll go through fight or flight first and it shuts down all of those really important parts of your body for your health. So that episode, those both those episodes are going to talk about what it's like to live that out, specifically the state of rest and digest and fight or flight. In the second episode on the nervous system, part seven, I also talk about the vagus nerve, which is the main nerve running from your brain to your gut that connects your brain to your body. So this is just some expanded science and what we talk about in part six, which is the first episode on the nervous system. And it gives a deeper understanding of how your nervous system connects to your body and sets the stage for the next two episodes, which I call living this out. And this is a set of episodes that describe the new research coming out in mental health on stress, on trauma, and it is based on the vagus nerve. It's called polyvagal theory. Polyvagal just means the many functions of your vagus nerve and basically describes more in depth what it's doing and how it's doing it and why to give a deeper understanding into these different states of stress, the different stages of stress you go through, and how being in the state of no stress is where you're really going to find healing, is where you're really going to find rest and recuperation and restoration. So in those next two episodes, parts eight and nine, living this out, I walk you through a little bit more expanded version of stress. So polyvagal theory has expanded stress into six stages, but for stress related, when we look at like high stress and what's really happening, we look at just three of them. We go from the state of no stress and they change the names. So they call this social engagement all the way into the two states of high stress, fight or flight and freeze. And what polyvagal theory did for mental health is really give an understanding of the difference between fight or flight and freeze. And the reason this is important to you is because it helps you find the right help for you based on what state of stress you might be in temporarily if you're just wanting to turn your stress off or with your trauma, if you're wanting to heal your trauma. So when you go through stress, you go from that no stress, what we formerly called rest and digest, now called social engagement. You're engaging socially with people, but you're lounging. You will go through fight or flight first Fight or flight is 
that ramp up to either flee from danger or to fight it and win, this is when you're going to feel anxiety, panic, trauma triggers, PTSD. It's very active. Looking at the nervous system, this is sympathetic. This is activation. If it's not safe to fight or run and survive, the brain then goes into freeze, which is the second stage of high stress. And freeze is when you have this shutdown of your body so that you can survive the danger and number one, not move. Because if something, whether it's an animal or a person or even a natural disaster is hurting you or trying to kill you, if you move, it can get worse. So this shuts you down. So you're kind of paralyzed. So you don't flinch kind of a thing, which can keep you alive. It also pumps you full of endorphins to numb you out so you don't feel all the pain. And there is such a beauty in God's design in this where you don't have to feel everything you're enduring. Where it becomes really hazardous is later in life, if you're not in danger, this is what depression looks like. This helplessness hopelessness, numbed out, shut down state. And what God did in our design in this state is really prep us for death. If you were going to be attacked by a wild animal and you were not going to survive, you would go into freeze mode. And maybe at some point you could get the upper hand and fight him and run away. And in many of these episodes, I describe that. I live in Colorado and a few years ago, a guy got attacked by a mountain lion. He froze. Then he went into fight. He killed it. Then he ran away in flight mode. So it does still happen today. But if you are not going to survive, the body will keep shutting down and pumping you full of more and more endorphins so that you don't feel the death. And that's really a gift from God when you're in danger but it is so incredibly hard when you're not. In that episode, I bring in a hard conversation of the freeze response as a woman who's been physically or sexually assaulted. What it's like to carry that shame of, gosh, I laid there and took it. I didn't fight back. I didn't run away. I talk about how when people do atrocious things to you, Satan is moving through that person and you have no idea what that person would have been willing to let Satan do through them. So while you maybe could have overpowered them, you know, with your physical stature, you have no idea what would have happened had you tried to fight. And the best thing for us to do as women is to honor that God designed our brains to make the decision for us. And while we now carry the trauma and that is excruciatingly painful, it's not our fault that we froze. It was a split second decision from your survival brain that truly did what it thought was the best thing for you in that moment. And there's no way of us ever knowing what would have happened had we moved, had we tried to fight or run. 
because Satan is out to steal, kill, and destroy, and it could have gotten worse. So these two episodes on polyvagal theory walk you through these different stress stages from social engagement at the base of no stress through fight or flight into freeze. I talk about what it's like emotionally in those states, whether you're in danger or whether you have the mental hangups later in life, like anxiety or depression or trauma. I also walk through what's happening inside your body when you're in these states. And we already went through that in one of the nervous system episodes, looking at no stress of rest and digest and the high stress of fight or flight. And so some of that is a little bit of a repetition. There's a little more information in this, but this is the first time I walk through the freeze response. And that's why I really start to talk about as a woman surviving this, how it's important to look at the science of this, to understand you didn't do this. Your body did this for you. And whether it was the right decision or not, this is what your brain decided was best. And you couldn't move. Once your brain went into freeze mode, it shut you down and you couldn't move, right? And it can go deeper and start preparing you for death where you just become so numbed out. You don't even know what's happening. And again, that can be a gift. I also talk about in these two episodes how knowing this science not only can help you but can help you with a friend or a loved one who's struggling with this. Oftentimes in our world, when we are struggling, watching someone else in their mental health, we want to help them. We want to help them out of it. And we don't know what to do. And so oftentimes we either trying to calm them down or cheer them up. And when you start to look at the science of what's happening in fight or flight and what's happening in freeze, pep talks make it worse. So I touch on that briefly in these two episodes, parts eight and nine of this series, how understanding this science can give you a better understanding of what not to do. We'll talk later on about some mental health techniques that can help And that will give you information of what to do. But cheering someone up with a pep talk when they're depressed is usually going to make it worse. Or at the very best, it's just going to be neutral. Coming into their home and cleaning their house and opening their curtains and telling them they've, they've got to just get over it. They can't. Their body is frozen and shut down preparing for death to avoid the pain of what the brain thinks is about to happen. This is the irrationality of perceived danger, right? The irrationality of mental health, trauma, anxiety, depression, all of it, the root cause of depression. There's many root causes. And here we just look at what is actually happening in the brain and body when you're depressed. Or if you're in fight or flight, what is actually happening in the brain and body when you are anxious, triggered, overwhelmed, And how can we use that information to understand why pep talks aren't going to help, but that leading them to the right mental health resources and always the spiritual resources is the best thing for them. Helps us stay out of fix it, savior mode 
and into loving friend guiding them towards Christ and professional help, which is what they need in that moment. Because these states are extreme and they just take an understanding to know what to do. So these nine episodes that make up this series called What is Stress Really? Really walk you through what is happening inside of you when you're stressed versus not stressed and why. Why did God create you this way? Why is all of this happening? Why can't you have control over it? Why can't you turn it off? And I hope that whether you've listened to these nine episodes, just a handful of them, or you've just listened to this recap, you've gotten some clarity on what and why. In therapy, there's a metaphor about an onion, and they talk about the healing journey being like peeling the layers of an onion back. And an onion, if you cut it in half, has tons of layers before you get to the pearl. And you start at the outside and you just work your way in. There's an outer shell where all our walls live and they try to protect us against feeling all the pain. And oftentimes with that wall can be a lot of shame for being broken. What I've found to be true in my own life is that knowing the science of what's happening inside of me helps eradicate that shame. Because when I can prove with science that I'm not choosing this, it's happening automatically inside of me, out of my control. And deeper than that, for me, I know the root cause. It's trauma. We'll talk about that next spring. I'll talk. I'll walk you through the science of trauma. But for me, when I understand that this is trauma and this is a trigger, I get triggered. My brain thinks it's happening again. It flips me into fight, flight, or freeze. Now I'm in survival mode. I don't have cognitive function. I have no immune function, digestive function, reproductive function, but I have a heck of a lot of energy coursing through my veins ready to fight or run. I get really angry. I get really fearful and panicked. I get anxious. I don't function normally. Knowing the science of what is happening, why I'm having these struggles in survival mode, and then deeper where it's coming from, from the trauma, it breaks me through that outer layer of the onion, that outer layer of shame so that I'm aware that I didn't choose any of this. This is what Satan did to me for 34 years and the hangups because of it. But it's hard. It's hard to not carry the shame of this. It's hard to not carry the weight of being broken, even if it is temporary. It's hard to be out of control. But the first step to getting help is knowing the problem. You have to know what the problem is before you can get help that's effective. And so I wanted to start with this pretty heady conversation (laughs) about what the science of stress is so that you could understand 
what's happening to silence the devil and the shame he's trying to hurl at you and the shame you've already been carrying all these years and to give you a leg up in saying, I didn't choose this. I didn't cause this. God designed me correctly. He didn't mess up. I just live in a fallen world where Satan knows exactly how he created me and he set me up because that's what he does to every single human on planet earth. And now that we've clarified that, I can just lean into God to find the right help for me. And now, because I live in this fallen world where Satan lured Eve into knowing everything to be like God, we have access to so much knowledge. And now I can choose to use that knowledge for good. I wasn't supposed to have this knowledge in the first place, but if I'm going to have it now, I am going to wield it wisely to shut the devil up, to stop telling me that I'm bad for being like this because he's the one who caused it, not me. To stop feeling shame for being broken because I didn't break me, he broke me. And my worth and my identity are in being an adopted child of God. I have access to heaven and I have access to the Holy Spirit and Satan never will have access to that ever again. So that shame is his. And using this knowledge, I can then silence him and what he's trying to do in me today to wreak havoc on my life and to keep me stuck and to keep me separated from God. Next spring, we are going to go deeper into this discussion on stress and the science and talk about trauma. So if you're someone who's heard about trauma, you're curious, you know you have it, or maybe you've been told you have it, but you don't understand, I'm going to walk you through the science of trauma. It's going to be, you know, kind of heady like this. And also I'm going to put things in layman's terms and give some kindergarten level stuff because we don't need to know everything. But I want to give you the information enough so that you can start to become aware of what it is because it is one of the main root causes of stress in people. When we talk about stress being this response to the world around you, either to actual danger or perceived danger, that perceived danger is what we call a trigger. It's the glitch in the brain that says, I think there's danger when there isn't any. And if you don't understand the science of trauma, it doesn't really make sense. And it can make you feel crazy because you're having this fight, flight, or freeze reaction to nothing. And now you're not functional. You are either kind of aggressive or you're trying to run away and avoid, which is always going to impact the relationships with the people around you. Oftentimes it's where our sin comes from. Because if we're trying to fight or run away from someone that our brain says is trying to kill us, we're not going to act lovingly the way Christ asked us to. And understanding the science of this is really going to help you understand deeper what's happening and why it's happening. 
so that you can understand what this perceived threat is and why your brain is reacting when it shouldn't. So that series is going to come out at some point next spring to go deeper into one of the main root causes of stress and this survival response so that you can start to, again, understand your stress, understand why, stop blaming and shaming yourself and maybe even hating yourself, start loving yourself the way God loves you and getting the right help so that you can turn off the stress and remove the root cause of it. There's always going to be stress in the world. You know, there's always going to be things in the world that are going to overwhelm you. You don't need any more. And it is a beautiful gift of God that we can heal. So I want to bring you that information next spring so that you can actually get some real help to heal and not carry all this pain with you. And next week, we are going to start our second series called Help for Your Stress. Now, this is kind of a continuation of what we've been talking about, but we're diving into the mental health resources, also known as techniques, that can turn your stress off. There are tons. I'm going to talk about three of the best mental health resources to turn off your stress in the present moment so that whenever you are anxious, triggered, overwhelmed, in a panic attack, PTSD, whatever it is, depression, whatever it is that you're struggling with, you can come out of those high stress or even moderate stress states, right? That fight or flight, that freeze response, even that hypervigilant, you can come out of those states and go back to no stress where you can rest and recoup and restore and also digest because that's very important. So join me starting next week. We will dive into those resources. And if you are looking for any of the links to the former episodes in this series, just check out the show notes below. All nine episodes are linked there as well. I hope this series and this episode brought clarity. I hope they brought some understanding, maybe even some relief. And out of all of that, I hope they brought some compassion, helping you soften your heart a little bit around how you view the brokenness you carry. Maybe stop shaming yourself so much and just start resting in the truth that you and God are not messing up. This is what Satan did to you. And this is just how your brain and body are reacting. And I hope that you'll join me next week to then learn how to start getting help so you can turn it all off. I'm praying for you. I love you. You are not alone on this journey. I am with you in this, through this. I hope you have a beautiful day. Take care. Thank you so much for listening today. If you liked this episode and are looking for some additional resources to help you turn off your stress, including overwhelm, anxiety, panic, and trauma triggers, check out my free mental health video linked in the show notes below. In it, I guide you through one of my favorite mental health techniques for turning off all of that stress in less than five minutes 
no matter where you are. Truly, you can turn off your stress in under five minutes in public and no one will ever know. It's that amazing. Download it from the link in the show notes below and let me carry you back to this state of peace in your mind and body. I'm praying for you. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful day. Take care.